Welcome, welcome, welcome to the third episode of H-E-O-P, E-O-P on the Reels. It is your host, Shane, a.k.a. McLovin, a.k.a. Love, Lattendale. <laughs> I'm with my co-host. Hey, Shane, what's going on? This is Woods. Woodsy Woods on that beat. And, 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 let's go. <laughs> I just love this. This intro beat is my favorite. So today we have, I want to say, the first edition of H-E-O-P, E-O-P Spotlights. Uh, we have the great, great, great friend of mine, been knowing her since PSP. I want to say my favorite moment in PSP with her is when I noticed the name on the back of her senior sweater. You know, we, we could talk about that later, but that was like <laughs> one of my you know, favorite moments ever. And then, you know, found out she was from the Bronx, you know, you know, let's give it up for Rahma Tasneem. Hello. Hello. I'm Rahma. Yeah. Do you want to shout out anybody? First things first. Um, shout out to my parents yeah. for getting me here. You already know. Um, to the extra three parents, AKA my siblings, you who also know. got me here. For sure. Um, and then all my friends from the Bronx. Yeah. You know, I'm here for them. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be doing something with my life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Rama is a, is a senior studying info science here at Cornell University. Do you want to speak a little about, about yourself? Yeah. So like Shane said, I'm a senior in information science with concentrations in data science and networks. The goal is to go into industry and like help solve like the world's problems mm. like i know that's like a really big and like cliche thing to say but like going into like socioeconomic things that like affect like people from my background my experience my socioeconomic background also as well and like you know like stuff like that i know it's really vague but it's something that like the classes that I've taken here has shown a lot about and like I took a class like I remember sophomore year and it showed me how much more there is to data science than the typical you know like optimizing stuff finding solutions for big companies and just solving and like making more money for people but like stuff like that and I just like that's something that I want to go into but the goal right now is just to get into industry, but eventually find something that's actually something I'm passionate about, right. um, but generally in that field. And that's like my academic background. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I definitely relate to that a lot. You know, I think my overall goal is to help make the world a better place, right? And I feel like coming here, Cornell is it's been times where I felt like I had to take so many steps before I could even touch my passion. I feel like I had to like, you know, go into places where like the money is good so that I can like meet the right people so that I can tell them what my passion is so I can then help the world, mm -hmm. you know? But like, yeah, I had to like, you know, realize that you can, we can, you know, do that sooner than later. Like, we can do that while we're here at Cornell. We can, you know, figure out the ways to not even have to take steps that might seem 
useless to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like it might we might not want to be all into like data that like doesn't talk to us for real or about people like us for real. But you know, you being who you are and you uh being from the background that you're from, you know that while you were here you wanted to make sure that you touch people that you know look like you you know touch people that come from backgrounds like yours and like you know that's what we're here to uh, you know applaud you for so can you speak on some of the orgs that you've you know um yeah so we've been mentioning like my background and like where i've been from but so basically i'm from the bronx in new york city Um, my ethnic background is bangladeshi um and i'm from a low-income background so like that's the perspective as a student that I'm coming in, and I'm also AGOP, yeah. um, part of NYSOP. Yeah. Um, so I like coming to Cornell. Like I didn't want to lose any of the things that like are integral to who I am and my experiences. Right. And so anything that I participated in, was involved in, surrounded like my background, my experiences, my perspectives. So when I came in my first year, I wanted to find like-minded people. While I wanted to grow, I wanted to find a support in a community where I know that, like, my experiences are not going to be, like, laughed at or shunned or, like, I didn't want to feel like the outsider. And so there were specific spaces on campus that I knew that I wouldn't feel left out, Um, one of them being, obviously, Wadi um, and, like, the HOP community here. And that's, like, my support system, especially within my academia Um, So, like, a lot of the friends that I made in PSP, like, I really hung out with them. I really utilized them um, during my freshman year to, like, get support for my classes, like, whether it be finances or just, like, building a group of people to study with because that's what I needed initially. Um, And then, like, for me, like, culturally and, like, my, like, social experience here was, like, searching for, like people that were also Muslim and also people from my, like, ethnic background so that we could have some, like, relation in between, like, cultural experiences because we could have the same socioeconomic background, but if we don't also have the same cultural experiences, it's also sometimes hard to bridge that gap. And so my goal was to find people in multiple, like, facets so that I could satisfy every need, um without like feeling like I'm left out in any specific space. Um, so while I was being like um, supported academically and like economically with Wadi and like my um, friends from PSP and like the diversity programs in engineering, um, I also wanted to um, find a like way to connect with my Muslim like connections on campus. And that was through the Muslim Educational and Cultural Association. Um, and there, I found um, a really great community, a really large population of students who were like practicing, who were involved and were doing a bunch of things for the Muslim community. And since then, like I've been involved, I've been doing a bunch of things with them. And like, that's what my last four years here has been working on and working with that community to bring more opportunities, bring more resources to campus. Um, And that's like where I found like a lot of people that I like still hang out to this day with and I'm still connected with to this day um but yeah that's one of the other aspects on campus that I like definitely reached out to once I was here yeah yeah and I definitely want to shout out you for being able to 
navigate your spaces well as as much as you could as somebody from the background that you come from there's so many ways where you can possibly feel left out or you know like underrepresented and there are so many things that we have to do as HUP UP students scholars to make sure we don't have to ever tell ourselves that we don't belong here Mm -hmm. and the things that you've done to make sure that the people around you also don't feel like that has has been a way for you to make sure that you always feel you know some somewhat all the way sane while Mm -hmm. we have to go through the you know the workload that we have to go through and that's just like a really beautiful thing that happens in our community that I just want to be able to spotlight so definitely definitely shout out you for doing that yeah I think like the reason why I did that I remember is like we it was like one of the first orientation days that we had during PSP where like I forgot who the speaker was but he was like find the spaces on campus mm-hmm. where you want to be involved in and then find if you don't have to like go around campus looking at every single building finding everything about every single building just find the specific spots that interest you and then find out as much as a as much as you can about that so one of them like does i can just think about right now is like if you're interested in entrepreneurship there's like ehub on cals and then right. also ehub on um south campus and then you can utilize that for whatever blah blah blah, blah. For sure. um so like that was that's something that i knew i was like okay i'm coming to this campus to like while i do want to grow i don't want to lose parts of myself and i know like there's specific spots on campus where i know i can like hold on to those things whether it be my social uh sorry my ethnic background or my religious background um i know that like there's specific things that i don't want to like just completely like let go of yeah and so like searching those spots on campus was really important to me when i first came here um but yeah like I, I just remember that specific like speech or yeah. the, the, the thing that guy gave because um, it's like imprinted in my mind. Shout out uh, Julian it was, right? That was his name. Was that Julian Gordon? Yeah, yeah I Julian think so. Julian Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he spoke about um, making sure you have your successful and your social friends. And mm. I think... I remember that because it was the highway, like the highway perspective and yeah. Yeah. Like the growth mindset stuff. It was... It was yeah. And I, and I remember that... That presentation, because I like, like I met some of my best friends like in that room, just like on that day, just like understanding that he wanted he wanted us to at least be able to shake the person's next to us hand and say who we are and or, like and knowing that that was like you know the first step to networking and showing us that it's not scared like it's not a scary thing just because you know we all might not look alike or we all might not come from the same background, you know. Well, and to to what you're just saying, Ram, I think the one of the things that I loved about what you said is I hear so many times from other directors, other professional staff, it's all in all the college literature, like come to college and figure out who you are. There's an assumption that you you don't have pieces of you to bring with you. So I love the fact that you're like, mm-hmm. no, nah, my culture, my community, my religion, those are important to me. And I wanted to grow and try new things, but I also need to stay grounded in what what is important to me. It's not college just isn't the, let me come try everything and I'll figure out who I am. Like you had a sense of who you were and it's how do you grow holding on to your values, not just assuming that you didn't have anything coming forward. And I think a lot of students when they come, 
it's part of that self-doubt at times too is like why you know i don't have anything to bring to the table and i'm like no you have a lot to bring to the table and it's just understanding and growing deeper in some of that and maybe changing some opinions but like holding on to what your values are and some of that so i love that i love that i think like also to speak on to that it's about like learning how to articulate I have those experiences and then like in those specific spaces where people also shared those experiences um, or like people older than me that's already gone through that they were are they were able to explain to me their experiences so as I like grew and changed and like became someone else um, they also I was able to like learn like what words I should be using how I should be explaining myself um, and how to ask for what I needed which is what one of these but what's one of the important things about finding these spaces as well? Yeah. Ask, 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 ask. Yeah. I definitely think we uh, that's one of the biggest themes that we learned in PSP so long ago. Like, if you're not asking for help, nobody's... <laughs> I can't say nobody's going to think to help you, but there's going to be a lot of opportunities that you're missing out on by not asking for help or not even looking around to see who's around you that can, you know, add some water to the plants that you're trying to grow, you know? So with that, with those shout-outs, you know, to you, I think another reoccurring theme that we are going to have on this podcast as scholars from the backgrounds that we come from, H-E-O-P, E-O-P, I think uh, we're going to have to talk about capacity a lot, mm-hmm. right? And... I think my first thought on it is as an HUPUP student, when we first get here and we want to find the places that we can grow and help the people in those places grow because they mean so dear to us. And we, we, we end up sort of putting a responsibility on ourselves to always be there for those people because they become us. They become a part of us. And I think, you know, I would love... Uh, Let's speak on how we deal with that, how we deal with having a lot of things on our plate if there if you ever had to had to that if you ever dealt with that before. So I think that like growing up, the hustle has like been imprinted into me and being like you have to grind for everything that you need to do. You always have to be working. It's like a nonstop. Um like from New York City, like it's the city that never sleeps, you know? Yeah. You're working twenty four seven. Like I remember in high school um, I think sophomore year, I started, like, working. And so my days would look, like, 8 to, like, 4. I would be at school. Mm. From 4 to 8, I would be at work. I would come home, like, do my homework, eat, shower, and then go to sleep at 2 a.m. and then start the day over. Mm-hmm. And that was sophomore year of high school. Like, I'm a senior in college now. And the level of work and hustle and grind hasn't, like, stopped. It's just changed into something else. Um, so, like understanding this idea of capacity isn't something that I like really like thought about until like maybe sophomore year of college Mm. um because like I I remember hearing like those videos from like Gary Vee or whatever like oh like (laughs) you you have so much time you're allowed to be productive it's just learning about how to manage your time it's about like saying yes to things and prioritizing and blah 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 like that's great and all but there's only 24 hours in a day and you need to prioritize your like physical, mental well-being before anything else, because if you let those things lock for so long, like you're just everything else in your life is just gonna start failing. 
Um, and I found that to be true. <laughs> like, uh, I think like the semester that we were here during COVID, um, so my sophomore year, which was 2020 to 21, um, was just like the year that we were just fully in COVID. Like yeah. there were so many restrictions, Oof. which like obviously needed to be there, but like the impact that it had on me on campus, um, it felt really isolating. Um, the the difficulty of like academics were just like picking up. And I think like also it, it like, because we were isolated, I feel like the way that I was interacting with people changed. Um, I feel like I lost a little bit of my ability to gauge like social cues or whatever. And then that like, also like made me a little bit more anxious interacting with people or whatever. Yeah, the masks were so crazy. Yeah, I think like it, it really puts like a type of barrier that you can't connect. Um, like there's like something I'm trying to say, but I I don't have the word. No, look, to articulate. I, I have a professor right now who I I've seen her without her mask going like three times this, this whole semester. And during, during those times, she looks like the nicest person ever. Mm-hmm. When the mask is on and she's talking, she could be saying the same, like, regular sentence mm-hmm. to me, and it seems like she's being mean. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like she, like, is telling me what to do in a stern voice. But she says, says the same thing without the mask. The smile was mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. The smile was so, like, in my face. I'm just well, like, it oh. creates a barrier. I mean, I think that was one of the things that we talked about. Yeah. It's like it just... It's another wall of how you have to look mm-hmm. through somebody or see somebody. And when you're thinking about, when you're talking about being isolated, it's another thing that's removing you yeah. from somebody. Yeah. yeah, so like the 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 lack of emotional connection really made mm. it difficult on top of every other thing that was going on in my life. Um, and so then like I realized that I needed to take steps to think about how much I can take on and how much responsibility I could take on. Um, but like, I wasn't ready to like make any decisions yet. Like I was my sophomore year. I was like, yeah. I'm just taking five classes, which is like a normal workload for an engineer. That's not even a lot. Mm. Um, it was like what, 17, 18 credits. And then Jeez. I was doing like an extracurricular on the side. I was working with an advisor with something, blah, 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 all these things. Right. I was like, I'm not even at the peak of my career yet. Like my academic career. Um, I can take on more responsibilities. I can learn more. I can study more. I can do more research. Um, and I was just. Like, I was at the place that I wanted to learn. So I was like, oh, I have capacity to take things on. I don't have the emotional capacity for things. Mm. Um, and then as, like, junior year picked up, um, I realized that, like, I was kind of not – I was not prioritizing my mental health. And that's, like – like, junior junior fall was, like, slowly, like, getting worse and worse. And then junior spring, um, it turned out to be really bad. Um, and that, like, affected my capacity to take on my academic workload and my mm. career workload. Um, and so then, like, even though I think my junior year was the most busiest, like, I was doing a project team, I was doing my extracurriculars, I was also doing my academics, taking the most classes that I've ever taken, um, and I was trying to graduate on time, I was also trying to apply for jobs, like, all these things. Like, they weren't, they were, like, just continuing to pick up, and I was like, I am reaching my capacity in every single aspect of my life. Um, and I didn't know how to handle it. I tried my best, um, but I eventually broke down. Like I was like, okay, I need to take an incomplete for a class. I need to drop a class. I need to do this, blah, 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 blah. Which like, if you, if you told that to like freshman Rahma, she'd been like, what the heck? Like, why, (laughs) why is she doing that? Like, what is she doing? Like she would have been losing her mind. Mm -hmm. Um, but like now I'm like, 
like that's the way it had to go if I hadn't taken those steps if I hadn't like made those mistakes I wouldn't have understood that like there's coming back from like the mistakes that you made there's ways for you to grow and reflect that like you'll be fine in the end like I, I'm, like, meeting all these, like, underclassmen, like, these first-year students that are talking yeah. about, like, oh, like, I'm taking my first final, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you'll be fine. Like, yeah. it'll all work out. Like, it's really stressful, I know. Um, this is also the first final season that I don't have five exams, like, back-to-back. Um, so, like, I, I'm, like, very much, like, I there's, like, I feel like I told this to Wedge, like, a couple of months ago, but there's, like, this like meme or whatever where it's like this guy drinking a cup of tea in a room full of flames and he like everything is okay like that's me uh i feel like in a constant state um but like everything is fine like everything is going to be like going crazy but it's about how you react to them and how you move forward um and i think that's like how i realized that like my capacity for things it like goes up and down so understanding Mm -hmm. that like if I can't take on, like, one thing, it's about prioritizing something else and then, like, setting a date to address it later. So, for example, I'm talking about, like, job applications. That was really hard. Like, if anybody has gone through the recruitment cycle and, like, applying to jobs and doing technical interviews and all that, it's so draining on top of a level of a workload um, because, like, I don't know, like, how to explain to, like, a professor that, like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this homework assignment because I'm studying for this, like, job application that, like, I may or may not get, and I'll go through three rounds of it, and then they'll be like, sorry, we're not accepting you, and it just feels, you feel so defeated after, Um, but that, like, you're trying to prepare for the future, and it's so hard, Um, so then, like, being like, okay, I can't do that this semester, I'm gonna push that to winter break for the weekend, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so like recognizing what I have capacity for, what I can do and like taking autonomy back, um, and control back in like the aspects that I can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I definitely think that's, I've seen, I've seen that a lot with people who, with alumni in our, in our scholar program, people outside of our scholar program, just feeling like they have to do what they were doing in high school as in, you know, run like the school, <laughs> and and in some type of way, they they like feel like they they have to say yes to a lot of things that's you know that people are asking of them, and they're still thinking about their own future, and they're trying to to get their career going, but at the same time trying to be the same light for a lot of people who, you know, like find that that home within them, but. I definitely think it's a it's a really beautiful thing to let people know that is it is okay to take that time for yourself, and it is okay to communicate that to everybody around you that you need to take that time for yourself. So I I want to hear how do you think you can you speak on the ways that you had to communicate with the people around you that you were taking mm-hmm. that time and that you didn't have the capacity for certain things. Um, so last year for Mecca, like I was the treasurer, which I would argue is like one of the most like heaviest responsibilities because you're just like budgeting and then thinking about all that and working with admin is just like so like time consuming, but like not in a fun way. Like it's mm. like it's great to see events happen, but it's just like so it's such a nuisance mm. um, because like all the logistics and whatever, like I get that it's important, but like 
working with a team of like six, seven other people that like, oh, I need these things before I can even submit this budget. It's always difficult because then you have to wait for their timelines and their things. Um, and that was like really hard. And I remember like maybe March of last year or last semester or whatever, um, I ended up like going through a really bad low and I had to like be like, hey guys, like I'm like gonna be off the grid for a week at least at the minimum because I needed to recharge. I needed to just like sleep, think, um, not think about anything. Um, like even for my academics, I needed to like, I didn't like, I, I needed to just be like, I need to breathe. Um, and so I took like a step back from my extracurricular responsibilities. I communicated that to my project team as well. I was like, hey, I'm just not going to be here. Um, please offload my responsibility to someone else. Um, I will pick that back up when I have the capacity to do so. Um, because sometimes even when you do communicate that to like people who care about you, they'll like reach out like a day or two, day or two later and they'll be like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't have capacity to respond to you right now. Like, yeah. I get that you're reaching out, and I really appreciate it. I just, I can't do that now either. Um, so it was just, like, about telling people, like, hoping that they'll understand. Because you can say that and, like, them not, like, reciprocate the kindness that you need. Right. Um, and just, like, hoping that people understand. Um, and then, like, taking it regardless. Yeah, um, even if they don't understand, okay, <laughs> I'm going to still take that time. Because I need it. Like, need it. if you continue pushing me, like, I'm not going to be able to do anything. This whole thing can go under. <laughs> yeah. If, if you think that I can just hold it up. <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I took that time. And then, like, when I came back, I, like, took a slow. I was like, okay, like, I know I'm not going to be able to do everything. So I was like, okay, like, let me delegate some of the responsibility. Um, even, even though, like, if I really pushed through, I probably could. But I... I didn't want to, like, sh like strain myself like that. Um, and so, and then, like, I slowly took the responsibility back on and then, like, went back to school. Not, like, I didn't, like, leave school. I was just, like, yeah, sleeping cool. during class, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. But, yeah. Well, but I think you bring up an interesting piece. I mean, we've been talking about this concept of harmony versus balance, mm -hmm. right? Because there's no, you're never going to have balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just be real. But as you're talking about, you know, like, you got to step away from things, you can't step back to the same level or you're going to put yourself mm -hmm. right back in the same place. So it's like, you, you know, you found your wall, mm -hmm. right? Like, here's my wall. I know I got to walk back from it. I can't hit that wall again. So how do you come back and be like, all right, so project teams and Mecca and this and that. And like, mm -hmm. I had 42 things on my plate, like mm -hmm. maybe 35. Like I got to, I, but you got to find that spot. Yeah. And hopefully you find that before you get to the breaking point, mm -hmm. you know, or at least that you find it in time to re to to kind of fill your like refill your tanks yeah for sure <clears throat> for all my listeners i hope that you can think about the harmony that you can find with everything that you have going on everything that's on your plate right now you can definitely take that time to sit and think about if you are what we say in the city dragging it <laughs> don't drag it you know you you can you can sit down for an extra hour. You can relax. You can take that rest. It's all good because what I like to say is at the end of the day, it's the end of the day. And it's just you. So you want to be happy. You want to be chill. You want to be relaxed. And it's nothing that worth it to stop you from being relaxed for real. Well, there's something to be said for scheduling time to sleep and scheduling time to watch TV yeah. and scheduling time to eat because yeah. we forget about all those things. 
you know, and it's like, that's what helps sustain you as well. For sure. For sure. So yeah, definitely kudos on for kudos to you for being able to understand that you have to take that time and for being able to, you know, understand that like it, it's a fight within yourself to take that time too. Cause you can tell yourself that looking back at it, that you could have took that time sophomore year and could have had a way more chill career here, but that's hashtag growth. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to grow within the many parts of your background and you did that and you had to, and everybody who's listening, everybody who knows you is going to understand that you had to do that. And gonna they're going to understand that like they want to be, great like you (laughs) don't we want to be great like okay let's take some time you know well and i gotta say i mean i've talked to several engineer students about these technical interviews Mm. man i don't i I don't get how you all do that to begin with like i thought the day-long interviews that we have in like higher ed and sometimes but like you're talking about oh by the way here's this code can you write it fix it and you have a half hour to do it no i don't know how you all do that stuff hear about that that sounds scary What, what is that um, so they'll like they'll give you like seventy minutes to do like a hacker rank or like a leak code, which is just like a website you could do the coding mm. assessment on. Mm. Um, and there'll be like four components. Like the first two will be like two types of coding, and the second two will just be like answering multiple choice questions. Um, the first one will be like a normal like, here's this function, write it. The second one will like be like, here's a function we wrote. You figure out how to like incorporate your code into it and like make it work. Um, and then the second two. Will just be like multiple choice questions um, about like normal like things about like data structures or time complexity or mm. blah, blah blah blah. So like you, it's literally like a test. Like you have to prepare for tests, but you don't know what the material is going to be on. Um, you just got to kind of guess like, oh, it's going to be about this, and then like I need to brush up on things that I learned two years ago because hmm. they think that I didn't take freshman level stats or something. I don't know. That's I will take my sitting room and talk to people any day over yeah, that. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'm a sore any day. <laughs> nah, for real. But yeah, I really appreciate you being here, Queen. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I, I wanted to communicate, like, my experiences and, like, the things that, because, like, if, since we're talking about capacity, like, I want to shout out my friend Fatima. She's yeah. the one that brought up the word capacity to me. Yeah. Like, I remember sophomore year, she'd be like, I'm going home at 12.30. I don't have capacity to do anything anymore, anymore. That's real. And so then, like, we'd be, like, getting ready at 12.25, like, am, leaving mm-hmm. from campus. Um, and, like, th- that word has become a part of my vocabulary. Like, you will hear me not not saying that. I'm always talking about it. Um, and I think that's really important because, like, people just always want to push your boundaries. And it's yeah. like, no, dude, I, I don't have – I can't do this for you. Like, I would love to. I just – I can't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And that's 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 H U P E O P on the reels. Yeah. Perfect time for the Shout show. out to Rama. Shout out to Rama. You already know. Thank you. Shane absolutely loves this music. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. We're dancing as we're leaving. We're dancing as we're leaving. <laughs>